Welcome to episode 363 of the show. Now before we begin, I'd like to apologize for the poor audio quality. I'm sure you guys noticed that things sound kind of hollow. And that's because in a bit to find a quiet place to make the recording, I'm having to hide in the most awkward places in the house. For those of you who've been listening for a while, you remember that I'm currently visiting at my brother's with my family. And so there are um, about eight, eight to ten of us in his apartment, Um, you know, me, him, our spouses, our kids. And so finding a quiet place to record in this house where everybody's chilling together on holiday can be a hassle at times. So I've had to um, make some really ingenious sacrifices, if I can put it that way, for you guys. Anyway, I'm not going to say where I'm recording this episode today. I guess for those of you who are um, geniuses when it comes to uh, sound engineering and stuff like that, I guess after a while, you'll figure out where I am. And uh, let's just leave it that way. Let's say it's a room that we all have to use every day, or at least most people use um, every day. So on to today's uh, topic. A lot of people start their business journey without considering who their ideal uh, customer is the ICP, the ideal customer profile, ideal client profile, who your target customer is, your market base. Um, it's called different things by different people, but that should be the absolute number one thing that we should ask ourselves when we get into business. Now, the reason why that's an important question is because if we don't know who we're aiming for in the first place, we're going to be misfiring all the time. We're going to be looking for people in the wrong place. We're going to be spending money to acquire customers where we shouldn't be. For those of you who are running Instagram, Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, YouTube advertisements or whatever, if you don't have a keen idea about who your target customer is, who the ideal client is, then you're just wasting money on uh, these forms of advertising that might not be drawing in the right client. In fact, I heard of a case study on another podcast, I can't remember which one it was, where a client came to someone who runs Facebook and marketing ads, uh, sorry, Facebook and Instagram ads, yes, and uh, they wanted to run Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you know, the usual, and uh, the reason why was just because the orga at the top said that's what they should do, Facebook and Instagram, because uh, sorry, not Facebook and Instagram, I think it was Instagram and, um, what's that one? Snapchat, yeah. Instagram and Snapchat because that's where everyone is. Now, luckily, the people that they uh, ran into, the agency that they ran into that they tried to commission for this project, decided to ask a couple of questions. And after looking at the um, statistics that these people had, you know, the customers that they had, where they came through and stuff like that, they had a, hypo- a hypothesis that perhaps the best place to spend money would be on LinkedIn because it looked like their kind of audience was from LinkedIn and that people who end up doing business with them anyway usually come through LinkedIn. Now, of course, there's this thing with everybody saying that LinkedIn advertising is expensive and blah blah and all of that. But in this particular case, after running the campaign on LinkedIn, it turned out it was the right thing to do. So that is one of the reasons why this whole question of who are my customers, where are they at, that's the reason why this is a very important question. And these are the sorts of questions and experiments that we should be asking ourselves and that we should be running in our businesses. Now, this whole thing about uh, LinkedIn ads, some of you might say it's too um, far-fetched. 
I'm not in a business to uh, business type context and so I would never even consider LinkedIn ads and it doesn't necessarily have to be a conversation around um, advertising and it also is something that is deeply relevant to those of us who are uh, the small dog or the mid dog or mid market or business to consumer or whatever whichever way you want to parcel it and say that that's your business. Now, example of this is a friend of mine who I'm doing some uh, business with. Um, he runs a website uh, where they put up a lot of content and he's involved in a number of businesses. And recently, over these holidays, um, at the time of this recording, we're just past Easter. Easter was um, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, today is Monday. So Easter was yesterday. And the last set of um, campaigns that they ran was around getting people to download some um, Easter cookbook recipe type thing. I didn't check it out, so I can't be more specific, but I know I was one of the people who got the link. I was curious. I just wanted to see what, it's, what it looked like because, um, you know, sales is my jam. So whenever I'm hanging out with people and they're trying out um, different sales tips, um, tactics, techniques, trying out different stuff. I like to see what's going on out there in the field, what people are trying, what's working and what's not working. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to have a look at it. And this guy kept insisting that I should um, go ahead and take the questionnaire. There was a questionnaire attached to it. Take the questionnaire and then get the download. Now, the idea behind this is um, a lead magnet um, strategy. It's something that is used in online marketing and sales circles. And the idea is that you put out some content that people find valuable and then you gate it so that for people to get access to it, they have to surrender something, their name, their email address, maybe phone number. Um, and the idea is that if that sort of thing is valuable to them, then maybe they might need your product or your services later on in the future. And that by downloading this uh, freebie online, this ebook or whatever it is, and they give you some details, then at least you have their contact details to be able to follow up with them later on in the future to find out if they might need um, your products or services or any other range of stuff that you provide. So that's the strategy behind these kinds of moves um, online. This is a lead magnet thing. So the chat insisted that I should go ahead, fill up the questionnaire, and I wanted to use this to be a teachable moment. So I sent him a message back and I'm like, uh, hey dude, is it okay if I use this as a lesson in sales for you? And then he says, yes, but only after you download the, um, download the lead magnet. And so, um, of course, I just smirked, laughing emoji, and I just um, left it at that. Um, now, this is the reason why I did that. Uh, because of his response, I figured that he wasn't in the frame of mind to pass across the lesson that I was going to receive, and that is what I'm going to talk about now, because I noticed that a lot of us keep making this mistake over and over and over again. I also experienced it earlier in the year when my cousin started his clothing business, and also wanted me to check out the website or like stuff on the Instagram handle. I can't remember what action it was that needed to be taken. But at the time, I told my cousin that, hey, congratulations, I'm happy for you. If you need my help, um, let me know. I'm definitely there for you. But I'm not going to do these actions that you want because I am not your ideal customer. I don't like clothes. I don't wear clothes. For any of you who know me, you know that anything I wear is stuff that my wife, either my wife bought 
or stuff that my mom um, bought for me. So I don't wear clothes. So if you are opening a fashion line and you're hoping to get contacts online or get some um, data from people interacting with your clothes, it's not people like me who you want to be engaging with your brand because it will be giving you false signals. So since I'm not a fashionable guy, I can go on your Instagram or get your lead magnet or like a number of photos or things like that, but it's going to skew the data that you get because at the end of the day, the person whose opinion you should be looking out for is the person who actually uses your product or your service. The fashionable guy who likes wearing clothes and who buys clothes several times a year versus someone like me who doesn't like wearing clothes and my wife has to bully me maybe once a year when she buys new items for my wardrobe. And really, she does have to bully me before I say, okay, you know what, just buy it, I'll wear it. And he didn't quite get the point. I've noticed that people in these circumstances do not get the point. The person whose opinion matters is your ideal customer, your target customer, the person who actually uses your product or your service. Now, how does this tie back to my friend um, with the um, with the lead magnet scenario around uh, cookbooks and Easter recipes? I don't cook. Anybody who knows me knows that. I don't cook. I'm not a good cook. Well, I can cook, but I'm not a good cook, and cooking is not just my jam. So, if you are putting out a lead magnet that has to do with cooking recipes for Easter, but then you get a bunch of guys who don't cook and who are not interested in cooking to download these things and put their email addresses there, when the time comes for you to follow up and uh, to follow through with further marketing actions, guess what is going to be happen? Or guess what's going to happen? You're going to be reaching out to guys who don't like cooking, who can't be bothered, who are not remotely connected in any way to your product or your services, and you're going to be wasting time and money. So that's the reason why your primary concern at the beginning of your sales journey, when you're considering what lead magnet to use, where to advertise, who you get to engage with your Instagram or your website or whatever questionnaire or online thing or offline thing you're doing, should always that's the reason why you should always have who your target market is, sorry, your target customer is at the beginning of the whole process. Because if you get it wrong, it's going to skew everything up miserably. So just in case you guys didn't get it, I'd like to repeat it again. If you're into cooking and you're using a cookbook as a lead magnet to get people into your system so they can follow up with them later, you want to be sure that there are people who are interested in cooking and who are interested in recipes and stuff like that. If not, you're going to be wasting money and time and your effort further down the road. How much money are you going to be wasting? I mean, that's what you think. But you could add up to a considerable lot. The phone calls, the Facebook ads, the time and the effort that you're going to put into it. And let's not forget the amount of rejection that is involved. Because eventually, even if guys like me just do it for you because you're my guy. Let me just get that. Um, let me just get the ebook or whatever. Eventually, we're going to start ignoring you. We'll shank you or we'll find some polite way to get you to stop um, reaching out. And the rejection can be crushing and um, hurtful. Anyway, I think I have uh, stressed the point a couple of ways over this recording and so I'll bring it to a close now. But who is your customer is a primary question that you should be asking at the beginning of your sales and marketing journey. So this is a mistake that people make in um, different aspects
of business life. I've spoken about someone in the clothing industry, someone in the food industry, and of course people make this in the wedding and the event industry as well. So this should be your primary uh, question at the beginning. If you're into food, don't bother with people who are not foodies. If you're into fashion, don't bother with people who don't change their clothes until their wives or their husbands force them to. If you are one of these upscale, high-end, sophisticated wedding photographer, wedding planner types, then don't bother with people who think um, don't bother with people who think uh, spending 15k for a wedding shoot is expensive. Or who think that um, eating at 5,000 naira per head per person is expensive. So, uh, yeah, that's just a summary, basically. So try and figure out who your target customer is and pay attention to those people and those people only when you are beginning your sales journey to improve your sales and your marketing. You start out with our core focus. If it turns out that later on, people who are not directly related might be interested, then that's something you're going to find out later on in the future because you have started targeting at the center and you have found some other markets that are kind of related to this target market. But that should be your primary question. So that's it for today's recording. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I'll catch you guys at the next recording on Wednesday. I'm going to be back on the road again, so there might be no podcast recording for that day. But then I'll be back um, after that for the usually uh, um, scheduled recordings. So thanks again for listening to today's show. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales consultant, Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.